From across the pond, this is Off the Record with Big C. And thank you, Shaggy. Yes, here we are again. Uh, episode whatever, 56, I believe it is. It is. Season 2, episode 26. So maybe approaching season 3 in uh, three or four weeks which will be very exciting um okay well anyone that's watching on facebook live at the moment will see the handsome face of <laughs> of uh oh no no they, they've gone out of the room so we've just <laughs> got we've just got stinky pete in front of us here um who's helping us out obviously again this week he was going to be on anyway uh and we were going to feature sean with her 20 desert island tracks uh unfortunately uh due to circumstances beyond control um she was unable to make this evening so again penciled in for another week well i have a few more lined up in the next in the few uh, in the coming weeks i should say um so we spiced it up a little bit this week we're going old school uh, any long-term viewers or listeners to uh, the Off the Record podcast remember way back when, over a year ago, we started. In fact, fifty-six weeks ago, uh, Slim Nick and I um, did run through some charts, some singles charts uh, from the UK primarily, and uh, Nick would uh, would run through the top forty, give me the song titles, and I would get the artists uh, that was the the game basically and i didn't do too badly i'm sure pete wouldn't do so badly either um because <laughs> we are going to we're going to twist it around twist it around and i am going to ask pete i'm going to give him the song titles and he's going to tell me the artists now the chart year in question is from the uk singles chart the top 40 from the year for today's date. So the 11th of May or May the 11th, if you're in America, uh, 1972. Not a bad year. Uh, what was that? I was fourth year at Buckerstill. So probably that was when I was still listening to the chart show on Sunday night and writing down the top 20. So Maybe I might know a few. Don't hold your breath. Who was who was presenting the chart show in that in those days? Oh, was that, was that Tom Brown? I've got. Or was it? It wasn't Alan Freeman, was it? No, Alan Freeman used to do Saturday afternoons, didn't he? Um, it wasn't. Not wasn't off. it Tony Blackburn? Oh, I do hope not. Oh, no, clearly, I think um, it might have been Tony Blackburn or someone like Johnny Walker or someone. Mm, could have been. Could have been. I think uh, Johnny Walker maybe presented the chart when it first came out on a Tuesday. Um, as the one that we were listening to in the playground at school. Yeah. Um, at lunch. Transistor. Went what? Transistor radio. Transistor radio. Yeah, on the wireless. On the wireless. Uh, on the wireless. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Um, whereas yeah, the Sunday night show just played through the entire top twenty. That's the rundown, wasn't it? The chart rundown. I think he, and he was all this. He used to be Alan Freeman, but probably in the sixties. Thinking about yeah, it, yeah, Alan like, Freeman. Yeah, it would have been Alan Freeman in the sixties. I think it might have been Tom Brown. You know, he had a deep voice. He goes, 
do like that when he played Bad Company. I remember that one. Anyway, let's not digress too far. We're going to go back to this chart. 1972, May the 11th. Okay. I'll tell you what I do. A few uh, bubbling unders, as we call them in the trade. Of course. Because I've got the 50 up here. Um, um, what should we say? I won't mention that one because it involves a football team that we don't want to know. So, yeah, new entries into the top 50 that week. We've got California Man by The Move. Okay. Good, good song, good, good band. Song. Yeah. Um, Neil Diamond with Song Sung Blue. That came okay. in at 45. And, uh, and at 41, just dropped out of the top 40. And you would have known this one as well, I'm sure. It was 17 last week, 41 this week. Bit of a plummet. Was a song called Hold Your Head Up. Ah, my favourite ever single. That literally would be my number one. On the Desert Island. Really? Numero uno. Yeah, Argent. Good grief. Okay. All right. <laughs> why did you say it like that? I'm surprised. It's your favourite ever. Love it. It is my favourite single ever. So there is we it, go. Is it prog? Not prog, is it really? Oh no, it's interesting because when, when I went to see him at High Voltage in 2010, he was on the prog stage. Uh, so well, I mean, no, it's not. I don't think so. It's a damn good song. There's a good. There's a good backstory to it actually, which I'll tell you one day. Oh, well, then. don't tell us now then. Tell well, I, okay. So basically. I, I know this. I, I used to work with a guy who was a um, an eight, uh, a Midland Bank manager at a branch in Pimlico, and uh, Rod Argent was his um, was he, he was he banked there, um, yeah. and uh, apparently, like happens in those days, he um, pitched up at some record company in London um, and uh, wanted to get signed, um, and they said you'll have to do a demo. And they hadn't got any songs. So he sat on the bus on the way home with someone else and said, oh, I better write a song for tomorrow. And he wrote, Hold Your Head Up and went in and played it because he was an organist. He played the organ at St Albans Cathedral, um, mm. uh, amongst other things. And um, and uh, and he played Hold Your Head Up and they signed him on the strength of it. Or at least that is the urban legend. I mean, I may be uh, being controversial here, but I mean, lyrically, there wasn't wasn't a lot to it, was it? Or was there? Well, I don't, all I can think of is hold your head up, hold your head up high. Uh, it, it's um, it's quite a motivational song, you know. You do like you do like the sort of chanty ones, don't you? I do like the chanty ones. You do like the and old chanty songs. It, and it does. It's no, it's got a good. I like it. It's a good song. It, it, it was always it's always been my favourite single. So. There we go. Even in any case, like not in the top forty. Okay, let's move into the top forty. Okay, the dropping down. 11 places to number 40 um, is a song called Alone Again Naturally. Which was uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan. It was. See, look, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm just trying to remember, was Gilbert O'Sullivan the one with the flat cap uh, who kind of looked like a refugee from the 1940s? Yes. Right. Okay. He was. Um, until he changed his image. I think he changed his image about 1972, uh, late on really? 72 then. Um, what did he I change think, his image to? Well, he went. He wore sort of sweaters and he had sort of big curly hair more, didn't he? Uh, almost like a... Almost no, like all a, right. Now, this confuses me because I thought that was Leo Sayer. 
I always oh, thought he, they were- he, mm, he actually, yeah, image wise, maybe they went down a similar route. Yeah, and, and, and I, always, I always confuse those two. So if, if, it, if I'd been wrong Leo's, with Gilbert O'Sullivan, I would have gone. Leo Sayer dressed as a clown. Right. Gilbert O'Sullivan dressed as a, a little little kid who looked like he was, as you said, from. A bit uh, of a waif. Yeah, he'd been down the mines or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, you look a bit blurry on the screen here. Is that something you got? To, maybe you got to look. Uh, no, actually, I'll tell you what it is. Um, hang on. That's, that's better. That's yeah, better. Sometimes if I move the. Uh, Ooh, I can see you now. I can see you now. Right. Okay. So that's not a bad start. Not a bad start. Next one, mm, you might get. It's down five places to number 39, and it is called Isn't Life Strange? You might know this. Had a bit of, um, I don't know, a bit sort of proggy-ish. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm just... Proggy tendencies. <sighs> Is it somebody like the Moody Blues? It could be somebody like the Moody Blues. Do you want to go further than that? Like stick your neck uh, out? In the, back you. Of, in the back of my mind, I can hear the song. But okay. I'm, I'm struggling with who it was. Okay, I'll tell you. It was the Moody Blues. <laughs> was it really? It was. <laughs> Boom, back of the net. <laughs> what a tease I am. <laughs> Ooh, you're going to know this one as well. Okay, down. This is really testing my arithmetic um, or my math. Don't, don't do the counting, mate. It's <laughs> I'll try it. It's down um, a lot. Down 13, 13 places to number 38. It was 25 last week. Right. This yeah. song is on the reprise or reprise, is it, record label? Mm -hmm. And the song title is Heart of Gold. Will that be the massively overrated in the eyes of uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Wald? Uncle Wald. Uh, <laughs> Neil, Neil Young. It is Neil Young. Come on, you've got to get some of these wrong. But this one, I'm confident that you won't know. I, I, I would have struggled with this one, I must admit. All right. Um, it's down seven. It's a song called Desiderata. Ah, now that is the song Ooh. that was based on that um, manuscript that was found in a church somewhere. Um, and it's the go placidly amidst the uh, whatever. It's a it's a famous. It's a and it was found. It was found in a church, and I can't remember the name of the artist. Um, I can't remember the name of the artist, but that's that's what the song was. It's uh, go placidly amidst the. And in God is everywhere thing, ish. Yeah, I'm just reading a Desiderata. Yeah, is an yeah. early is an early 1920s prose poem by the yeah, American yeah. writer Max Ehrman. Although he copyrighted it in 1927, he distributed copies of it without a required copyright notice during 1933 and 1940 something. I've run out of spaces on the screen for that. Um, okay. 
Well, a nice bit of background information on the song, I must admit, or the tune. It's Who by somebody it? called Les Crane. I would, I would never have got, I would never have got the name. I just, I remember the no. song. But, no, uh, I, I must admit, I wouldn't have done either. Uh, okay, back on familiar territory at thirty-six. It's a new entry, and it's called Vincent. Would that be the song about Mr. Van Gogh yes. from American Pie by Don McLean? Indeed, it is. It is Don McLean. It was from American Pie, and it's obviously about Vincent Van Gogh. Um, and that is the song that my kid brother and I performed at my mum's 80th birthday party. Impressive. Just in case you're in the slightest bit interested. That <laughs> was, was, we I should, just thought I'd share should. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> um, and that was, uh, that's a future number one, actually, Vincent, Don McLean. Um, surprisingly, fooling so, everyone. Sorry, it was on its way up at that point, was it? It was on, it's a new entry. Yeah, right. a new entry at 36. So it was on its way up to number one. I think it only stopped at number one for a week. Did it pass uh, American Pie going in the opposite direction? It could well have done. Well, American Pie uh, didn't get to number one, actually. No, you didn't. No, no, no. Um, I think it, was, it stalled at number two, but it, often it, it depends on what else is around at the time. Yeah. Um, okay, 35 is a non-mover. Blimey. And it is... Not massively popular, then. Uh, yeah, I don't think it... Yeah, I don't think it made the top 20, actually. Uh, this is only its third week in the chart, so obviously, you know, a good song, though. I like it. And uh, we mentioned them earlier on, funny enough. It's called Everything I Own. Yes, we did. <laughs> you got you got to think about <laughs> food. Food you it's... might leave out for ducks on a pond. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I definitely, because I have the greatest hits album and it's on there. Yes. It is bread. It's bread, the very best of bread. And yeah. that's, it is a really good song. Uh, I, that's... They're a really good band, aren't they? I mean, there's they're very few fun. Duff Bread songs. No, and he's a good songwriter, David Gates. He's a very so, good songwriter. Yeah, yeah Diary. Everything, everything I own. It's surprising it didn't make... Uh, they, they were obviously bigger in the States than they were here for obvious reasons, but, um, yeah, that's my favourite Bread song, actually. Strangely, I did see them live. Well, as I've said before, you've seen everybody <laughs> live, other the, than um, Pink Floyd and... Yeah, and no. David Bowie and, yeah. Um, yeah. Where did I see them? Manchester. Um, either the Apollo or the Palace Theatre. They were very good. It was David Gates and Bread by that stage. All right, Okay. He's done a bit of a Tony Orlando, had he? He, he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although less, less tying of ribbons around old oak trees, mercifully. Bread featuring David <laughs> or Tony Orlando. <laughs> 34. Up, um, well, it's up nine places. Sort of a new entry into the top 40. Right. And you'll know the song, but the artist, hmm, not too sure. Uh, the song is called The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Bearing in mind, this is 1972. This is the Wim Away, Wim Away, Wim Brackets Away. Wim Away, yeah. Um, you either know this or you don't, I suspect. Mm, I've got no idea. I mean, I know the song, obviously, but I've... Yeah, yeah, no, it's by Dave Newman. 
who I must admit I have never heard of. So is that spelt like Randy Newman or Gary Newman? That's spelt like Randy Newman. Right. And Dave is spelt like? Dave. Rodney in Only Fools and Horses. (laughs) Now that's not going to mean anything to American (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he was hilarious, wasn't he, old Trigger? Brilliant. Yeah, and a good Spurs yeah. fan. And a good Spurs fan. I mean, exactly. No. Yeah. What, what can possibly go wrong? Uh, 33 up um, 11. I hesitate when I'm doing my arithmetic, uh, arithmetic you notice. Uh, now, this is a, it's a song, a version of Chantilly Lace. Who would have that in, ni- in 1972 entering the chart? 33. A version of Chantilly Lace. Yeah, Chantilly Lace. Um, is that going to be hello, some, baby? Is that going to be some kind of vaguely boppy, dancey pop band like Mud? No, it isn't. No idea. Then. Uh, this is by a maybe I should give you a clue for some of these songs. I, Nick, you always used to give me clues. Uh, this is a guy who. Um, allegedly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shall we say a number, a number of his wives seem to have ended up dead, unfortunately. Right. Um, he came to the UK in the early sixties, uh, for his big first tour. And it was reported in the media he didn't go down too well, and he soon was back in America. Uh, it was reported that not only had he married his 13-year-old cousin, but he'd also forgotten to divorce his previous wife. Is it Chuck Barry? No. no. It's no. the other one, Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. The, the other one. <laughs> well, the other one who writes one song, you mean? <laughs> 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 the other one of that of that age, maybe. Of that age, isn't it? Um, right, okay. Okay, and it had a hit in 1972, which, of course, Chuck Berry did. Um, but fortunately, not in this chart, I don't think. Was uh, that a okay. thing? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. He's the only number one. Boo. Number 32, a dropping down one place, and I don't know the song, I don't know the artist, if that helps. <laughs> uh, the, song, the song is called Wade in the Water. Right. Is this about um, the physical act of walking through water or is it about an American guy called Wade who happens to be in the water? Your guess is as good as mine. (laughs) Right. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get this one, Carl. I've never heard of it at all. No, I haven't either. It's on the Chess record label. Oh, that helps. Chess, okay. Uh, Nah, go on. Bit of a Chuck Berry link there, Chess. I was going to say, he was on that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's somebody called Ramsey Lewis. Ramsey Lewis, right? Okay. Oh, you Ramsey. knew. Right, I know Ramsey Lewis. In oh, fact, okay. I've got a greatest hits. No, I've got a sample album. Seen him live? No, I've got a sample album which was given away in Melody Maker, or I bought with Melody Maker, maybe ninety p, called Major Road Ahead, and it's all the jazz funk stars. And one of them is Ramsey Lewis. Okay. And his song was called 
Tequila Mockingbird. Tequila Mockingbird. As in a bit of a rap on tequila. Um, on I guessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. And he is excellent. Okay. But you didn't know Wade in the I water. I did not know that. And, and I'm amazed that he had a chart hit because, I mean, that's not very accessible music. I mean, that's right at the jazz end of, you know. I think, did I get this right? Ramsey, he's a pianist. I'm sure he's been, and I'll check later. I'll have to go and look at the album now. But anyway, no, yeah, I wouldn't have got it, but I do know Ramsey Lewis. Well, I can look up Ramsey Lewis and see uh, whether he was a pianist. Well, if you look him up, see if he had an album called Tequila Mockingbird, because that would make me very happy if I've got that right. Ramsey Lewis. Okay. Ramsey Emmanuel Lewis Jr., American jazz composer, pianist, and radio personality. So what's the album you reckon? Tequila Mockingbird. Ooh, when would it have been? 74, 73, 75, something like that. You had a heck of a lot of albums. Yeah, I mean, loads. Well, no. Oh, yeah, I do. 77 it was. Tequila Mockingbird. Tequila Mockingbird. Right, there we go. See? Nice. Good work. Uh, shame you got no points for it. Shame I got no points for it, but nonetheless, I did know. You've heard of him. You've heard of him. Okay, what about a new entry at 31, Sister Jane? Now, this is on the Rack record, record label. R-A-K. Yes. Which, as you might well know, is the Chinny Chat label. Yeah, Sister Jane. That's going to be some nauseating pop band I didn't like, isn't it? Um... Possibly. I think they might have been, uh, whether they were for this one or not, but they were known as a trio, actually. I don't know, the, the, no, the, the name of the artist also had the word trio after it, I'm sure, on other records, but it doesn't on this one. But I think it was a Chinny Chap song. Nah, I'm struggling okay. It's New World. Do you know New World? Who was okay. in it? I've no idea who was in it. Okay, sorry. I, th- I thought you might. I thought this no. might be one of those. You bought it when it first came out and in Woolworths. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, right, let's get into the top thirty. The top thirty. Okay, number thirty. Up six. Um, number six is a song called Little Piece of Leather. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking Tom Jones or nothing like that. I don't know why. <sighs> Little Piece but, of Leather. No, it's not Tom Jones. <laughs> this is this is not a song about bondage or anything. Um, no, this is on the London record label. I have got absolutely no idea. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of the song, so no idea. Okay, it's by Donny Elbert. Donny Donny Elbert, yeah. Soul soul singer, wasn't he? Yeah, was he? I was going to say he was one of that whole set of 70s soul singers of of that ilk. Hmm. Not sure. He wasn't Motown, though, was he? I don't think he was Motown. I would never have got that in a million years. No. I mean, now that you've said the guy's name, I remember it. But um... Okay. Um, right. You might know this one, 29. 
Um, Lady Eleanor. Ah, that would be Lindisfarne. It would indeed. And what a fine song it is. It In is. fact, my, it's my favourite Lindisfarne song. Good band. Yeah. From Newcastle. Very good live. <laughs> of course. <laughs> they, had a, a, they had a live album out, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And they used to do it, which sadly I never went, but I had quite a few Geordie mates being at uni in Hull. It was kind of relatively close. And um, they used to do a Christmas gig every year at Newcastle City Hall, which obviously was kind of like a massive beer and music fest. And I never got to go. They, uh, quite a few times, they said, oh, you should really come on. I would love to. But I was always back in Buckersill by Christmas. You know, it was very close to Christmas time. But um, I think I saw them. I mean, it might have been Hull City Hall or something like that, but they were terrific. Really, And Alan Hull's a really good songwriter. Uh, okay, Alan. Yeah, he is Alan Hull. Uh, sadly, passed away. I think Alan Hull. Yeah, fairly recently. Yeah, yeah. Okay, twenty-eight is uh, down to, and uh, appropriate for this time of year, it's called "Beg, Steal, or Borrow." Now, I could sing the song. I won't because this is. We are grateful. Before midnight. Um. I, I want to say that it's someone like Brotherhood of Man. It's that kind of ilk of band, but I don't know whether they were before or after that. Uh, Brotherhood of Man were after that. Right. Brotherhood of Man was 76, I believe, and they won Eurovision. They did. Man. This lot well, it was our UK entry in the Eurovision that year. Right. So it was, the Eurovision. Right lines. It, it yeah. was a Eurovision entry. And that's why I mean it's appropriate at this time of year, because yes, obviously it's Eurovision, Eurovision. It's, it's Eurovision this, this week. week. This Saturday, in fact. How uh, much do you want to bet me now that Ukraine, Ukraine are going to win? <laughs> Absolutely. And, but they get no plan from Hungary and Serbia. Um, right. Hang on a minute. Uh, right, they in Russia on any, are they? No. They've been banned. They've been banned for everything. Yeah, uh, sadly not a cannon. Um, uh, beg, steal, or borrow. Oh, it's really going to annoy me. <sighs> um, give you another of their hits, um, which was a number one, I believe, at the beginning of oh, maybe the previous year, which was "I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing." Right. Okay. Is it the New Seekers? It is. Now I was going to say that, but I thought they didn't represent us at Eurovision. Yeah, they did. Uh, borrow. Right, clearly. But weren't they Australian? <laughs> there, there might have been a teeny-weeny Australian element to one of the five members. I don't know. But uh, right, okay. maybe you're thinking of the Seekers. Ah, were, I was. Or American. Different. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, the Seekers so, were in the 60s. Um, yes. And, yeah, the Seekers, apart from the Beatles albums, I think the Seekers was one of the only albums I got in the, in, in the 60s. Best of the Seekers. The best of the seekers. So and did I get that right then? Does that yeah, I'm giving you. I'm giving you that. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, I didn't tell you it was a new seekers. I oh, mean, I gave you a, a clue or so. But um, right, twenty-seven down five is a song on on the Trojan record label. It probably gives away the style of music. It is actually going to be reggae of some description. Yeah, I'd say uh, it's called "I Am What I Am." 
And this, yeah, okay, this band did have a, a sizable hit, I think, a year or so before. Maybe it was bigger in the States than it was here. And the, the name of the band is a form of transport in a way. In America, anyway. If you're traveling across the country in a coach. Greyhound. Greyhound. Good. Good shout. Good <laughs> shout. Greyhound. Yeah. They had a song called Black or White in the early 70s. Oh, I remember that song. And I remember, and what was this one called? This was called I Am What I Am. I don't know the song. I, d- I can't. No. Right. Okay. Greyhound. But given that it was Trojan, I might have had a, a maybe a stab at. Uh, uh, at that as being Greyhound, but yeah, it could have been. I don't know. It could have been like Desmond Decker. I remember that other song, the Black and White. I remember Black, that. Yeah. Okay, 26, Climbing Six Places. Now, this is a reissue because I know it was number one in the 1960s. Right. And I think you might know it. Um, okay, if I said it sounds a bit like Chaucer on speed, do you know what the song might be? Chaucer on speed? Yeah, lyrically. <laughs> the ceiling flying away and stuff. <laughs> ah, okay, as the ceiling flew away. Yeah, yes. so that, this is White Shade of Pale. It's a White Shade of Pale. By Brokel Harum. Brokel Harum, yeah, okay. So obviously it was a reissued in 1972. Was it? And really? there it is. So it, was, it, was a, it was number one in 67, wasn't it? 67, yeah, Summer of Love. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe June in... Uh, it's so a why, big... was it re, why was it reissued? Because mm, yeah, there's usually know. a reason for reissues, isn't there? Yeah. Was there a no. live album or something? There was a live album, yeah. There was a... Was there, yeah, there was. There was a live album with the Edmonton Symphony Orchestra or something, wasn't there? And they, yeah, they released the song uh, Conquistador. Yeah, Conquistador. With, with the orchestra. Good version. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which, of course, I think opened their, their debut album. Uh, White so Shadow Power. Maybe this was re-released in support of a live tour or that live album. Possibly so, yeah. There we go. It didn't get to number one again, did it? No. Definitely didn't get to number one. Right, number 25, down four. Uh, one that I, I must admit, I, I would have got, but it's very poppy. It's called Beautiful Sunday. Nah, no idea. Ah, ah, beautiful sound. Very poppy song. Classic bubblegum pop song. Give me a clue, not too big a clue. Give me a clue to the artist. Okay. The artist's first name was also a top 10 hit for Elton John the following year. Norma. No. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel Boone. 
Don't know it. Okay. Right, this one you'll get. Up four to 24, it's me and Julio down by the, down school by the schoolyard. That'll be Mr. Paul Simon. It will be Mr. Paul Simon. Is that off rhyming is- Simon or Kodachrome? Nine. Uh, Kodak- Kodachrome wasn't an album, was it? That was on. That was on the album, was it? I think that was probably on his first album. Yeah, he's but off. Paul well, Simon. actually, it always. Oh, I fell into the trap. His debut album, his solo album, called Paul Simon. But in fact, he had an album out in 1965 or six called the Paul Simon Songbook or something, yeah, where right. he did a lot of yeah, different versions of, of songs that he done with Simon with Garfunkel. Arthur with Arthur Garfunkel. Okay, 23, up one place. Now, don't be fooled by this. Okay. It's up one only to 23, and it's called Amazing Grace. Right. So when you're saying don't be fooled by this, presumably you don't want me to say it's Judy Collins. Don't I? You do want me to say it's Judy Collins. It is Judy Collins, yeah. yeah. No, it's just that there, there was um I'll say no more because it might be in my, it might be higher up the chart. <laughs> what, what Amazing Grace was in the same chart at the same time twice. Yes. Really? Yes. Blimey. Believe it or not, he got to number one. Um well, yeah, okay. But I thought Judy Collins got to number one. Well, no. I'm stuffed with whatever the next one is then. No. Well, we'll see. Um, did, did okay. Did do Bring in the Clowns? Uh, you mean Send in the Clowns? Send in the Clowns. She so. did. She did. So she sent them rather than brought them. Yes. That's, it's really just a it's question. A big difference. Really, isn't it? A big difference. <laughs> um, clowns, go. She did, she did a great version of uh, Both Sides Now as well, I think. She did, yeah. Beautiful. And that's a beautiful song. That's a great song. One of my favourite Joni Mitchell song. 22, Up One Place. Uh, it's a song called, uh, on the Dawn record label, and it's nothing to do with Tony Orlando, although he probably does. He did want to get credit for it somewhere along the line. <laughs> um, it was on the Dawn record label, and it was with Open Up. Open Up? Open Up. Never heard of it. Absolutely. Okay, I'll give you a couple of clues. They have had before this two UK number one singles. One is 70, one is 71. Big hit in the summer of 70. And then, um, uh, well, I say a lesser hit, but it still got to number one uh, in 1971. Both of those songs were from an album called Electronically Tested. If that helps. This isn't on that album. I have got absolutely no idea. Okay. And they, they often came out, as this one did, as a maxi single. So one, so three tracks. Three tracks, but at 33 RPM. Yeah. Value for money. It's actually Mungo Jerry, Open Up. So their other hits were Baby Jump. Yep. And a 71 one, yep. In the and summertime. In the summertime, yeah. Which was a big hit in the summer of right, no, so if, I, if it was if you'd given me either of those, I would have got it, but sadly not. No. But yeah. not open up. Okay. Baby Jump was a good song. I like Baby Jump. Okay. Um 
21 down two places um, on the Epic label. It's called Running Away. Running with no G, Running Away. The kings of funk, I would say. Rock funk. What, Parliament? Oh, no. Maybe they weren't the kings of rock funk then. <laughs> It certainly were funky. It's too early for average white band. It is. This lot. uh, Rock funk. Yeah. The main guy, the main guy in this band He's named in the the name of the band. <laughs> Doesn't really help, does it? Well, if it was Parliament, it would be George Clinton, wouldn't it? So yeah, it's, not, it's not. It's not Parliament. And it's, it's not, not funk. And it's not funkadelic. No. Um. Well, I could give you other clues. Then. Um, I don't. I don't think they had too many massive hits over here. Again, they're more of an American. It's a band, I would say. But certainly late 60s, early 70s. Oh, is it? Um, it's not Sly and the Family Stone. It is. Back of the net. Yeah, but you said it's not Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a rhetorical. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, that's good. End of the top 20. Not doing too badly. Not doing too badly. Uh, okay. Well, this one, you'll probably have a good stab at. The name of the song is Leeds United. (laughs) Um, It's not Brian Clough, is it? Um, (laughs) Because he was a terrible singer. Great football manager. Um, Is it it Leeds United? Yeah, it's Leeds United FC. uh, Obviously, they... To be fair, they did beat Arsenal that year in the cup final, so that's something to be said for them. No, they beat Chelsea. No, not in 72. Oh, that was 72, that was 70. That was 70, yeah. Have, right. Have they won the league? Right. They won the FA Cup, did they? Yeah, they beat Arsenal 1-0. Alan Clark. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Infamous yeah. David Coleman commentary. 1-0. Right, at 19, up one. This is another reissue. Um, double A sided. Okay. I think they might have been issued separately in the 60s. One song is called At the Club. The other one is called Saturday Night at the Movies. Uh, the Drifters. The Drifters. Back of the net again. Good song. Good song. Of its ilk, it's of its ilk. Uh, Saturday of its night ilk. at the movies. Don't care what movie I see, as long as I'm sitting in the back row with my baby and me. That's the one. Words to that effect. The words to that effect. Okay, eighteen up. Ooh. Nine to eighteen. Why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> I know. Yourself it's, it's, it's at my age. It helps to keep the mind <laughs> occupied. 
<laughs> brain keeps the brain working. Yeah. Um, this song is on the Columbia record label and it's called, Oh babe, what would you say? Now I could give you a clue. You've, you, you've, you're thinking about it by the looks of things. I can hear the brain ticking. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going down the, uh, I'm going down the wrong path here. This is too early. Um, I'll give you a clue. His real name is Norman. Same surname. Although the Beatles, see, I've got to get them in. I've got to get them in. Used to call him normal because he was the engineer on all of the Beatle records up to Revolver, maybe? At EMI, Abbey Road. Is he American or British? He's British. I don't, in that case, I don't know. He's, he's okay. Uh, it's Hurricane Smith. Hurricane Smith. Hurricane Smith. There's a voice. Norman Smith. Oh, Norman Smith or Normal Smith, and he was the Beatles engineer in the 60s. He had a couple of big hits in the 70s. That yeah, was one of them. What was his other one? The other one was Don't Let It Die. Don't Let It Die. That's the one I know. Okay. If, if it had been out, I would have got it. Don't Let It Die. We also had um, a hit with a cover of the aforementioned Gilbert O'Sullivan's Who Was It? Which wasn't as big a hit. Uh, okay, so that's 18... That has to be a no. 17, down one. Take a look around. You might know this one. It's on the Tamla Motown record label. Boy band or girl band? Boy. Definitely a boy band. Is it the Temps? It is. It is the Temptations. Not your favourite Motown singing no, combo. Uh, but, not, the four, uh, not the Four Tops. Seems to remember it was Barbies, but not yours. You know, you're a Four Tops man. But I do like the Temps. And talking of... Uh, yeah, you do like the Temps. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> At 16, down three... Uh, this is a song called Until It's Time For You To Go. Right. Is this also on Tamla? <laughs> no, it's not. It's on RCA. I'm not altogether surprised that you don't know this one, but, you know, <laughs> not, not being an all-time favourite of yours. Uh, and it's on the RCA record label. It's I Elvis. Think. It's Elvis. Oh dear. He, wow. he gets it. He comes under the wire. He gets it there. Elvis Presley, until it's time for you to go. Yeah, it's a real like pub singer version of it, which is well, okay, probably what so, you think Elvis is anyway. I was having a discussion about this 
<laughs> this very week, I've decided that the reason I don't like Elvis is actually because there's so many Elvis impersonators. Well, you say that's exactly what I said. When right. you started talking so about so, like Elvis. There's so many Elvis impersonators. Yeah. Therefore, he can't be any good. Because if he was any good, they wouldn't be able to impersonate him. How many Prince impersonators do you know? How many Yes impersonators do you know? None. How many Elvis impersonators do you know? There's one in every pub in the country. Yeah, but maybe they, they think that people are going to want to hear Elvis records. They're not no, going to hear, they're not necessarily going to hear yes, yes he's songs. He's got a very easy voice to mimic. That's his problem. Anyway, moving none, on. None of them actually sound like Elvis, though, to be <laughs> fair. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a, it's yeah, a, by the mid seventies, didn't sound like Elvis. It's a fair, fair point. It's a, it's an easy voice to imitate, but not quite get right. And he's such a big name. Anyway, you are giving, I'm giving you it anyway, anyway until it's not even also on RCA at 15, former number one, not half down five places without you. Harry Nilsson. Yes. What a great song. And what a song that is. Song. What a song that is. Absolutely brilliant. And so, sadly, better than the original version, which was, it's also better than Mariah Carey's version, actually. <laughs> well, um, everything's better than Mariah Carey's version. Uh, yeah, Bad Finger. It's a bad finger song. I'm not sure they released it as a single because it was a Tom Ham, Tom Ham, Tom Evans, and Pete Ham um, song. Right. Or it might have just been a Pete Ham song. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, they had a version of it on an album in 72. And uh, yeah, could have been 71. I don't know the name of the album. But yeah. That is a real not a classic anecdote, that one. I know. But, that- you know. I- Without You by Nielsen is an absolute storm. It, that, that, that's one of those, you know, when you kind of think about various points, I think music, one of the beauties of music is very often it associates with points in your life. Mm. And you kind of go, I remember that piece of music because that was what I was doing. And I remember Without You being kind of the accompaniment to that nightmare year at school where, I was working out that I was rubbish at all sciences, so there was no point in me taking O-levels in any, any of them um, and trying to wangle doing art about 19 periods a week. Um, and, and, and that was very much a part of that kind of whole background. And I remember listening to it just thinking at the time, this is such a good song. It really is a brilliant song. It is a great song. Um, it's sort of poignant in a way. I mean, bad thing as we as we probably discussed before, didn't have a great uh, run, did they? Um, didn't have a lot of luck. No. Um, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, their their biggest hit as a band was actually Paul McCartney's song, and their their biggest hit of theirs, they didn't actually have a hit with themselves, uh, which was of course Nielsen, which got to number one, and also Mariah Carey got to number one with the same song in. I don't know when it was, probably the 90s. Which has serious repercussions for the brain power of the uh, record-buying public, really, doesn't it? What, getting to number one? Well, Mariah Carey getting Well, Mariah Carey, yeah. Well, a, a good song's a good song, I suppose. Mm. And maybe it, a lot of people can be ruined by heard the original. Fun. Maybe no one, a lot of the people that bought records in the 90s that bought Mariah yeah. Carey. Oh, fair uh, 
didn't actually have any tasty music. Uh, right, the 14. <laughs> 14 is up one. Now, again, don't be fooled by this one. It's called Stir It Up. Um, right, okay. So this isn't the Bob Marley version. Correct, it's not. But um, well, it has to be, given the song. Um, it is another reggae version. It's on the CBS record label. I think he had a number one in 74, 75 time. Shall I give you the name of that one? Would that help? Go on. Uh, Tears on My Pillow. This was Stir It Up. I didn't know he did a version of it, actually. It is the Marley Stir It Up. Yeah, well, it must Well, it must be, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I'm sure it would be. I think he also had a hit with uh, There Are More Questions Than Answers. I, I know all these songs. I, 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 I can't sit think of it. I just can't think who it is. Um, it, is it something like Jimmy Cliff? Something like Jimmy Cliff. But it's actually Johnny Nash. Johnny Nash. Well, Johnny Nash, Jimmy Cliff. I mean, they. they uh, I mean, they sound very similar, don't they? They do. Yeah. Johnny yeah. Nash. Yeah. Okay. Johnny, he had, he had hair, didn't he? Johnny Nash. Yeah, he had hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had a, I can picture Johnny Nash. Jimmy Cliff probably had hair as well. <laughs> no, I can picture Johnny Nash from his hair. Anyway. <laughs> Johnny Nash. Anyway, there he goes. Um, We're flying through these. Yeah, there are more questions and answers. There are more questions and answers. That was another one by him. Yes. But, yeah, Jimmy yeah, Cliff, yeah. Johnny Nash. Yeah, we don't. I don't give. I don't give votes for syllables. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm not got, asking. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely not begging. I'm not a Liverpool fan. That's fine. Oh, controversial! Controversial. You'll get all the Liverpool fans complaining. They're welcome. Uh, number thirteen, down two. We've got uh, a song called. I mentioned this guy's name earlier on. I can't remember why. Um, Young New Mexican Puppeteer is the name of the song. What? <laughs> Young New Mexican Puppeteer. <laughs> I mentioned his name when I when we when <laughs> we had the song title "A Little Bit of Leather." Little Brad piece of looks. leather. No, li- little piece of leather. It's a Donny Elbert song. Oh, Donny Elbert, yeah. When I saw a lot, little piece of leather, for some reason I thought of this guy. I don't know why. No, it's gone. I've got no idea. And that sounds like a terrible okay, It's on the Decca label. And he's Welsh. Oh, you mean Tom Jones? It's Tom Jones, yeah. Bit really? of a clue, but yeah, I'm going to give right. it to you. That would give me half for that because that was a serious piece of clue. Because I mean, basically, at that point, if it was a man and it was Welsh, that it could only be Tom Jones, couldn't it? Really? <laughs> True. Um, number twelve down four, a double A sided song. I think this was actually released in the uh, late sixties originally, uh, but they became big, and this was, you know, maybe a record company thing. It was on. Sorry, this is a re-release, is it? Mm, yeah, it must have been a re-release double A side. Deborah and One Inch Rock. Uh, T-Rex. Did you get the full title back then? Tyrannosaurus Rex. Tyrannosaurus Rex. I'll give you that one, definitely. And is it off 
the um, my people were fair and wore stars in their hair, but now there's something else and have stars on their brows album. It was his, it wasn't that this was, right. first, this was his first number one. It was his first hit, wasn't it, Deborah? Um, I'm not sure that it was a hit. Was it a hit when it first came out? Uh, it, well, um, I, mean, I mean, it's the first one I remember. Deborah, 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 Deborah. Yeah, that's Deborah, the one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he might well have had. Um, well, that's the point. He had a few hits before that, didn't he? Um, he had a few hits like uh, Rider White Swan might have been the first one. That was Rider White Swan. Was that 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 was number one? No, Get It On was number one, wasn't that, it? That was okay, okay. I stand corrected. Deborah was a minor hit. Thirty-four in May '68. One Inch Rock yeah. was a minor hit. Twenty-eight in September '68. Then it was King of Rumbling Spires, and then there was and then we had the run of top well one number ones or number two. Rider White, White Swan. Rider White Swan. Get It On. Metal Hot Hot love. Jeepster. Jeepster, yeah. All, Great all songs. That, all that malarkey. Yeah, okay. Number 11, is, ooh, big drop for of nine places, is Back Off Boogaloo. That would be Mr. Ringo Starr. And so far, of all of the things we've talked about, that's the only one I've actually got as a single. I went to a shop and bought Back Off Boogaloo. I have no idea why. why. I've got no idea. Strange one. Uh, not norm. Not your normal bag. I would have said. What? I think at that point I was. I'd graduated from spending the money I earned from singing in the choir at weddings, which I used to spend in the little toy shop at the bottom of the hill in Queens Road, and I think that I graduated from buying toys at the toy shop and graduated to buying singles so i think probably i bought it because i got some cash and it was available although i can't try i can't i was thinking about this earlier i don't remember there being a record shop in buckersteel so i might i must have had a car into Loughton to get it Loughton, yeah was it our price in Loughton? you know it was one on the corner where the um where the yeah, yeah, yeah i remember it yeah yeah, yeah. okay uh yeah uncredited but co-writer on that song was Back off Boogaloo needed a co-writer Exactly Well I was just thinking Exactly the same thing But <laughs> true It was George Harrison George, anyway. I was going to say Was it George Harrison Yeah you, you get the feeling Maybe George had a bit more To do in the writing Than uh, Than Ringo but Who knows Number 10 Down 5 Looks like another Reissue uh, It's called Sweet Talking Guy I want to say Mary Wells. Are you going to say Mary Wells? Yes. You're wrong. It's actually the chiffons. Okay. <clears throat> I need I need Nick, Nick's sound effects. He had this, had this <laughs> great <laughs> sound effect Listen, machine. The fact that... The fact that me as a rock fan managed to dredge Mary Wells from my memory banks, I think I should get extra points for that. <laughs> the chiffons, who the heck were the chiffons? Yeah, but you wanted you wanted points for Jimmy Cliff when it was actually Johnny yes. Nash. So you know, I, that. I can't be pressured, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to. I don't do you want me to go full Jurgen Klopp. Um, no. or shall I do the Mourinho? Uh, no, hang on a minute. So the chiffons, were they were like a 1960s 
Tamla band, were they? That's what I that's what I think, but it's on the London record label. I'm sure that was out in the sixties, wasn't it? Sweet talking guy. Oh, yeah. Let's have chiffons in my book of uh, in my Bible here. Your book your book of chiffon. The book of chiffon. Sweet talking guy was actually on the state side label and it was a hit in nineteen sixty six. the third of their hits after He's So Fine. Uh, one fine day, both by the chiffon. So that was the third one. Now he's Why so fine, of course. Listen? He's so fine, of course. We have a George Harrison link again there. Do we? In that we do because um, the writers of that sued George Harrison for My Sweet Lord. Ah. Okay, I think we might have talked about that on another podcast. I, I, many, many I think, years. yeah, when, when we did the post the, 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 the solo catalogues and stuff. Right, but, so hang on a minute. Um, so the chiffons, so why was it re-released in 1972 Two. if it was a hit in 66? Was there some reason why? I've no idea, but... It wasn't used in a film or something. Well, it could have been. Not that I'm aware of, but you could something must have caused it to be released. Mostly, they don't re-release stuff for the hell of it. There's usually it's usually some reason, isn't it? Like there's been a run of massive hits, and then they go, "Oh, well, we'll re-release Deborah because it wasn't a massive hit, so we'll re-release it and see if it sells." Because that's just about the record company making money, isn't it? Indeed. Uh, I'll just have a look on here. See if it says anything on here. Um, no, wasn't the title track to something talking guy in mid 66? Uh, no, it doesn't actually say anywhere here why it was re released, but it was definitely in the chart and it was successful because, um, it made the top 10. In fact, it was number 10 this week, but it was number five the previous week. Number nine is a new entry, and you've already mentioned it. So if you get this one wrong, then uh, something's desperately wrong. It's called Metal Guru. That will be T-Rex. It will be. And it was T-Rex by that stage because I bought Metal Guru as well. Good song. And the reason I bought Metal Guru was because someone brought it to my birthday party that year and we played it and I liked it and then they took it away again and I said to the old man and you cried like that song so <coughs> I kind of out and bought it there Metal we go. Guru Metal Guru is it you is it you yeah uh, number nine sorry no that was number nine number eight down two Run 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 ah great song Jojo Gun Jojo Gun that still gets played on Planet Rock fairly regularly. And it's, Joe, it's a good, uh, it's a good song. My brother yeah. bought that. We had that. We had that in our family collection. But um, when we went our separate ways, JoJo Gum went with Diminutive Junior Willis as opposed to me. He got Sergeant Pepper as well. I seem to remember. Didn't no, 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 no. He got uh, he got Hard Day's Night. 
which oh, uh, okay. then got a better left album on, than Sergeant Pepper anyway. Which then got left on the uh, back parcel shelf of the full Cortina and um, turned into something that looked like an ashtray. Uh, so now we don't have Hard Day's Night, except that I now do because it arrived yesterday from my dealer, along with old Sergeant, Gordon, along with Sergeant Pepper. So I now have compare the two. I now have my four Beatles albums. That's it. I'm not buying any more. I've got the four. Sergeant Pepper, Abbey Road, Hard Day's Night, and help. oh, you got help with you. Oh, interesting. If uh, if I can get a decent copy, um, I'll probably buy Let It Be, but uh, just out of interest. Interesting. Rubber Soul and Revolver shouldn't be avoided, to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm not avoiding them deliberately. I just if they come up and they're a reasonable price, I'll yeah. have them, but. Uh, but I love, I played Sergeant Pepper tonight just before we came on, and it reminded me how much I love it. So, uh, except right, for number 64. Number seven, up five places. I think this was going to be his his highest hit so far. I think it ended up at number two. And they haven't got them here, but within parentheses, the song title should have. I'm sorry, are we talking brackets? We are talking brackets, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a long, long time. Ah, till something brings me round. That, yeah, it's Elton John. Elton John and a Rocky Man. Another great song. It is a great song. Still gets me the lyric, though, that, that doesn't make it. I just pointed this out to me. My eldest son um, pointed out the lyric. Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids. In fact, it's cold as hell. And there's no one there to raise them if you did. Now, does that make any sense? No, because I'm because if, if there's no one there, who's going to raise them? There's no, no but, one there to raise your kids. But even more importantly, my understanding biblically is that hell is not cold. <laughs> How can it say? Cold as hell. No, sorry, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> or it's something rather. It, 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 it's, it, it, hell's not cold, is it? It's hot. I mean, oh, there's seven right. Dante's Inferno and seven circles, and yeah, so it's absolutely not happening. So that um, no, that lyric makes no sense at many levels. And no one's landed on Mars yet either. Um, well, I mean, not Matt Damon has, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, of course, excluding Matt Button and Matt Damon, of course. Yeah. And then rather implausibly escaped on a thing with a tarpaulin over the top of it, which <laughs> I laughed out loud at when I saw it. I still like the film, but I saw it in the cinema and I laughed out loud. And everyone, oh, I, it was this, it was, and everyone was looking at me going, what are you I'm sorry, it just made me laugh. Was anyway. the Martian, yeah? Was it the Martian? It was a Martian. Hey? It was the yeah, the Martian. Yeah, yeah, the one where he grows, yeah. he grows potatoes in poop. That's the one. That's the yeah, one. It's a great film. I love it. It was it was actually shot in Tunisia or Morocco or something, wasn't it? Which so we we dissed the song completely. No, it's a great. No, song. no, it's a great song. Lyrically, the lyrics. Lyrically, the lyrics. We can't song. blame Elton for that then. To be fair, can we? It's Bernie. <laughs> Bernie. I think no. Now that, but he should have tried harder to get a tarpaulin in, because what would have really, really worked hard was it would have been written by Bernie Tarpaulin. Oh, I see what you did there. Well, well, see I what see I did there. <laughs> I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> oh my word! Um, okay, <laughs> on that note, we're going to number six, up three places. A song called "Ra Dancer." 
What? A Ra Dancer. R A D A N C E R. I believe that's how you pronounce it. A Ra Dancer. Right. Could be a Ra Dancer. I don't know. Or Ra Dancer. Absolutely no idea. Ooh, okay. So, Scottish band. Uh, probably one of Gordon's favourites from that era. Um, Scottish band that had a number one hit with a Beatles cover in 1960. Ah, Marmalade. Marmalade it was, yeah. And they came back, obviously, with a, a bit of a bang in 1972 and a top ten hit with that one. And oh, uh, it, they did, It was Obla Deep, Obla Dar, wasn't it? Yeah, one of your favourite songs, I'm no doubt. Uh, yeah, it's right up there. I, I yeah. don't into it frequently. Um, okay, let's leave that there. Um, of course, Junior Campbell was in uh, Marmalade. You had a bit of a solo um, career. He well. had All Stars later, didn't he? Junior Campbell and his All Stars, did he? Hmm. Isn't, oh, what, yeah, isn't there a, that rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, didn't he have a number one? No, it's Junior, Junior Walker. Oh, Junior Walker, not Junior Campbell. Yeah. yeah. No. Close. <laughs> Junior Campbell. Junior Campbell. He had a song hit with, I think it was Hallelujah or Hallelujah Freedom. Ah, good song. It is a good that song. Is, yeah. yeah, that is a good song. It is. Is it Hallelujah or is it Hallelujah? Well, it's spelt both ways. I, it depends. Well, it's always spelt the same I mean, way, surely. It's the it's it's, no, it's the Hallelujah Chorus. Mm, okay. With a H. With a, yeah, don't say H. That's no, so I, I said it very deliberately. So deliberately, to annoy me, probably. I knew you'd pull me up on it. So, so yeah, I did pull you up on it. God, I do hate that. People say H. <laughs> that drives me nuts. What's all that about? What, yeah, what, don't, you don't hear people say the NHS, do you? I mean, oh. Anyway. Um, number five, you'll get this one. Up nine, good maths. Tumbling dice. That will be the Rolling Stones. It will be. What a great song! It is probably one of their one of their better songs, actually. That's on. Um, let me get. Is that? Um, is that Beggar's Banquet or no? No, no. So, so probably many people think it's their greatest album. This came from. Is it Exile on Main Street? It's Exile on Main Street. I knew it was one or the other. Double album, in fact. Yeah, yeah, good album. I would have given you a record label, but it's Rolling Stones. So I probably would have given it away. <laughs> that would have given it away. Number four, up three, uh, we have a song called "A Thing Called Love." Yeehaw. If that helps. It's not Bloody Elvis, is it? No. Called Love. But it is a man. What an hour is it, Dale? Um, In black, even. Oh, you see, I'm giving it away now. Giving it away. Maybe not. A man, um, in black, um, oh, that blooming country singer. Yes, that blooming country singer. Um, uh, hang on. Um, <laughs> not often heard him called that. Oh, what's his bloody name? It's not Jimmy Cliff. <laughs> and it's not John. John it's very close, funny enough, to Johnny Nash. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Johnny Nashville. Um, um, yes, anyway, it's him. 
It's that bloke. Yeah, okay, well, you can't get closer with Johnny Nash, really. If you change the letter, you'll be there. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Waylon Jennings. <laughs> it's it's the money you need uh, to take to the uh, uh, to the men's room. Uh, it's okay. uh, yeah, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, and to give it his full title, it's Johnny Cash and the Evangel Temple Choir. Really? Yeah. What's the song called? A Thing Called Love. What, not a crazy little thing called love. No, not a crazy little thing called love. Ready, Freddy? No. A thing called love. I, I've no idea. No, absolutely not. Okay. Top three. This isn't a great top three, to be fair. Right, number three, up one. It's a double A side. And it was one on one side is Cherish. And the other side, could it be forever? Is this... Could it be forever? No, is okay. No, it's a very, very it, breathy is it, vocal. Is very it David Cassidy? Vocal. It is David Cassidy. You, I can say you're more of a Donny fan were you at the time. Well, no, actually, no. Okay, time to lay your cards on the table. At that age, when we were all watching the Blooming Partridge family, um because, I mean, who didn't? Then, basically, at some point, everybody basically wanted to be David Cassidy because he was, you know, he had nice hair and the girls all liked him. So, I mean, he was pretty terrible, but everybody wanted to be... Wasn't that bad. Was that an email uh, arriving or was that your stomach making that noise? No, that was Skype. And I'm just going to... While, we, while you're just... Doing the next one, I'm just going to send a message to the Skype person um, telling them that I'm doing the podcast. Oh, go away. Stop sending them those messages. Anyway, could it be forever? Yeah, and cherish David Cassidy. He was a bit older than Donny Osmond, though, wasn't he? He was quite old. Uh, He was a lot older than Donny, yeah. He played a lot younger than than he actually was. A bit like like Michael J. Fox, I guess, in Back to the Future. Uh, which, which I haven't seen. You've never seen. See, how can you never seen Back to the Future? You're a <laughs> heathen, man. You're a heathen. I've never seen Back to the Future because it's never been on at a time where I've been around to watch it. And it it's really weird. I've had a Twitter debate about this with a whole bunch of people, and they've all gone, you have to watch Back to the Future. And I'm sitting there going, explain to me why. <laughs> I I, I still can't believe that. I mean, great Scott. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, well, yeah, a lot right. to you. Should I fire up the flux, the flux capacitor? Flux capacitor, yeah, you could do. A, a message from uh, Joanne here saying, Phantom Flam Flinger. What? What does, that, what does that relate to? You'll have to explain that, Joanne. No idea. No idea. Okay, right. Number two. Um, right, okay. And up one, it's come what may. I would suggest this is on the Phillips label. I'm guessing, I mean, maybe Gordon will get this one. I, I got a feeling that it might be a Eurovision song. Uh, 
But not a British one. No. Although, obviously, it's been translated into English. Uh, is it French? Could be. Oh, hang on. Is it Vicky Leandros? Oh, my word. Now, you have surprised me with that one. But, yes. Booyah! It is. <laughs> it's Vicky Leandros. Vicky Leandros. <laughs> is she French? Uh, no, no, isn't she Greek? I've no, oh, actually with a name like Leandros, I suppose she. I'm could just be. guessing. I mean, is it is Vicky? Is it Vicky Leandros Townsend? Um, <laughs> right. I've got. Uh, okay. I've got no idea. Leandros. See what nationality she is. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. She's Greece. She's right, Greek. Okay. But was it the Greek? But it wasn't the Greek song, surely. Did Greece ever win Eurovision? I oh, very really much did. doubt it. I don't know. I need Sam here for that. He's a bit hot on the old Eurovision. He wanted us to do a Eurovision episode, but I don't, anybody wouldn't, not everyone would, would know what the hell we're talking about, as if they do normally, actually. Somewhat May, number two. Okay, so you did all right with that one. Number one. <laughs> well, I did say <laughs> Amazing Grace, number one. Who's it by? I want the full title. Is it right? Okay, was this the one that was done by the military band? Yeah, there's a it's military the band in it. Pipes and yes. drums yes. of the Scots Dragoon Guards. I'm going to take that. Obviously, it's actually to give it its full title: Pipes and Drums and the Military Band of the Royal Scots Dragoon Guard. That was number one. <laughs> when you consider that uh, we started the uh, we started the rundown with um, "Hold Your Head Up," my favourite single of all time, and we ended it with the pipes and drums of the military band of the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards, that chart is really upside down. <laughs> when you consider some absolute storming songs in that chart, like I say, like "Rocket Man," "Tumbling yeah. Dice." Metal yeah. Guru, I say yeah. Run, Run, Run. Deborah. Um, yes, good songs. Without You. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Me and, me and Julio by the old schoolyard, yeah. whatever. Uh, Lady Eleanor. Yeah. Um, David Cassidy, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that is at number one. Probably thought like exactly the same I thing. I got all of the top three. You did. And it wasn't a great top three, I didn't think, no, to be honest. Terrible. And I'm, well, I'm great impressed that I knew all Well, how many, how many out of 40 do you think you got? Um, I mean, I did give you the odd clue, but I mean, I thought I was, I was just being overly generous. 25. No. Nope. You actually got 28 and a half. Did I? So See, did, that's not bad. Given that's the first time I've done it, was that all right? That was all right. That was all right. Good. Um, now, just as a little taster here, I did happen to look at the American chart for the same week. Okay. Um, and I'm going. Well, we've got a bit of time. We've. I mean, we've. I'll read a few of these out and see whether or not you would know some of these. Okay. okay. This is the same top forty in the US for well, eleventh of May, May the eleventh, nineteen seventy-two. At forty diary. Uh, that's David Gates and bread. That is bread. Yeah, I'm not going to keep, keep a note of this. Uh, maybe I'll skip through a few of these. I mean, every day of my life. Do you know that one? 
He no, had I, hits in the. Maybe I know the song, but I know. I think he had hits in the sixties with. Um, oh, Blue Velvet. I think that was him. Bobby Vinton. Uh, number thirty-eight was Mister Can't You See, which was. She had um. She's sort of a country artist. Um, well, that's that's not Buffy Saint Marie. Buffy Saint Marie, that one anyway. Buffy, yeah, she had um, her big number. Her big hit was um, Soldier Blue. Soldier Blue, and I'm going to be a country girl again. I think it was yeah, what her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah, 30, that's right. Thirty-seven. You should know Sylvia's mother. Doctor Hook and the Medicine Show. Doctor Hook and the Medicine Show. Good song. Mm. Um, Walking in the Rain with the one I love. That was number thirty-six. That is uh, the Love Unlimited. Orchestra. It is. I listen. I love Barry White and the Love Unlimited Orchestra. They are my they are my secret passion. Not anymore. No, it's all out there well, now. It might I'm, still be your I'm passion. But it's not your secret one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you could have been a lady, <laughs> or a toaster. <laughs> uh, that was by April Wine. Is that a girl singer or is that a band? I think it's a band. Yeah, I think it's a band. Or it's what we do in England when it's been raining for 29 days. <laughs> yeah, but there's an H in that. <laughs> True, but does it matter? <laughs> no. Uh, nice to be with you at 34. To be with you? Nice. It's Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> it is Bruce Forsyth. Good game, good game. <laughs> good game, good game. <laughs> no, it's not them. It's not him. Uh, no. Um, this is a band. Um I, I'd never heard of this until I started listening to a, a radio station in the US. Are you talking CBW radio? Um, possibly. I, I can confirm nor deny. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's actually a band called Gallery. Never heard of them. Right, 33. Help me make it through the night. Gladys Night in the Pips. Correct. Oh, just for you, this one at 32. Roundabout. Oh, the boys. <laughs> My boys. To bring Wrong. It's, it's not the boys. It's the it's it's the yes meisters. Yes, it is. Um, also, a good song at thirty-one. I saw the lights. Um, Todd Rundgren. Yes. This, they should have bigger print on these things. Um, jump into the fire at number thirty. Wasn't a hit over here, but we we talked extensively about one of his songs in the UK chart earlier on. Got to number one, and it was on its way down. I think when we were talking, Nelson. It's Nelson. Jump into the fire, right? Number twenty nine was Taxi. Now this was a, I think, American. Not Canadian or anything. Singer songwriter. No. Biggest hit was uh, a song called W O L D, a uh, local disc jockey. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I remember. I I, I can. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of his name. I know I Harry know. Chapin. Harry Chapin. Yeah. The one. One of Jeff Stritch's favourite artists, I think. There. Right. Th- Is 20 related to? Um- is he related to Mary Chapin Carpenter? Presumably he is. 
can't mean that many chapins around. I don't know. Is he related to Karen Carpenter? <laughs> what? No, because there's no chapin. Or even Richard. <laughs> you missed the point there. I know. I know. I didn't really. Come on, put yourself together. I was just trying to... <laughs> the comic effect obviously didn't go too well. Right, at number thir- uh, 28. Last <laughs> night, I didn't get to sleep at all. That's kind of just a song about my life. Um, huh. uh, they, they, this lot, had, it's not like a singing, a vocal group um, had hits in the late 60s, certainly. I can think of, for example, Aquarius. The Dawning of, The Age of. The Dawning Of. Who recorded that then? Also, I believe this might have been the title of a Birds album. Almost. I can't remember. I'll tell called. you, it's Fifth Dimension. Fifth Dimension, yeah. There was a Birds album called that, wasn't there? Yes. Right, 27, we had this earlier on. Run, run, run. That's the first one that's been in both charts, isn't it? Jojo. Uh, 26, Little... Well, Jojo Gunn, they, they were... Um... That's um, Randy California when he left Spirit. Jojo Gum was the band he formed. Really? Yeah. Oh, that was post Spirit. Yeah. And Jojo Gum? Because Dr. Sardonicus was, was um, 1971. So, and Jojo Gum was actually the name of a Chuck Berry song, right? It was. Yes. Uh, right. Little Bitty Pretty One. No idea. A family group. Uh, so Jackson's Jackson five. Yep. Uh, 25 me and Julio down by the schoolyard. We had that earlier. Just in both. Oh, Candyman at 24. Candyman. Yeah. That's a a horror movie. Well, it's not that bad a song. Uh, Oh, you know, Candyman. Yeah. You know it. I'm sure you know it. Uh, I do, but I've got no idea of the singer. One of the uh, Rat Pack. Uh, well, so that'll be Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, or uh, the other one. The other one. And <laughs> Sammy it's the Davis other one. Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. That's the one. <laughs> right, 20, uh, 25, 24, 23, Tumbling Dice, which we had. 22, Heart of Gold, which we had. 21, Puppy Love. Donnie and Marie. Mm, I'll only accept your first answer. It's actually only Donnie Osmond. Was it only Donnie? I thought, what did they? Oh. Yeah, Donnie and Marie. They had, um, they, what did they have? They had, uh, I'm leaving it all up to you, didn't they? And, um, oh, morning side of the mountain, something like that. They were truly shocking. They weren't great. They weren't. They, their one finest moment was Crazy Horses, and it went down the crapper from there on in and before. Anyway. Crazy Horses was a great song. It was. Um, always watching Donny Osmond thrashing his organ on stage is always uh, a <laughs> sight to behold. 20, slipping into darkness. <laughs> slipping into darkness. <laughs> on the subject of Donny Osmond's organ. <laughs> Slipping into darkness. <laughs> Slipping into darkness. Oh. Had a big hit. All kinds um, of nightmares, scenarios. I've got no idea. 
Oh, no, no, okay. It's War. What was that big hit? War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, that was Edwin Starr, wasn't it? Yeah. And, um, now, yeah, no, what, what's War's big hit? Can't remember. No, I'm looking at um, Although Edwin Starr's um, War was offered to the, I think it was the Temptations. We had this. It's often yeah. temptations, but they turned it down because it sounded a bit political. Yeah, uh, which they probably wouldn't have minded actually in the uh, a bit later on in their career. Uh, around now, in fact, right. Morning is broken at nineteen. That is Mr. Cat Stevens, correct? With Mr. Rick Wakeman on piano. Yes, he was on piano on so many things, wasn't he? He was brilliant pianist. Remember a, a member of my staff. They used to go to a pub. Did he come from up Liverpool way? You what? Cat Stevens. No. He did. He's a, he was a, he was born and raised in Soho. He's a maybe, he's maybe a she'd London, already London moved down here then anyway because um, she remembered seeing him in a pub uh, with his dog. Funny enough. Oh, okay. I love my dog as much as I love you. Indeed. Which is Cat Stevens. I wonder whether his name was Dog Stevens. <laughs> Possibly. Just a thought. <laughs> 18. Oh, you're on fire tonight, Carl. Swa- Suave. I can't even say this. Suave Cito. It's S-U-A-V-E. C-I-T-O. Suave. Suave Cito. Okay, it's by somebody called Malo or Marlo. Can't even pronounce the name of the, the band or the artist. Oh, I know this one. 17, Hot Rod Lincoln. Do you know that one? No. It's another Yeehaw. That's uh, Commander Cody and his Lost Planet Airman. Commander Cody. Yeah. Well. A cowboy's work is never done. Talking of Yeehaw. <laughs> At number 16, this was a husband and wife. Couple, they were anyway. I don't know where they were now. Seventy-two, uh, maybe they still were. Is that um, uh, Tammy Winnett and her husband? I'll, I'll stop you there. No, it was Sunny and Cher. Sunny, oh, was it really? It was, yeah. Uh, no, Sorry, I got hooked up. I got hooked up on the whole country thing there for a minute because you went yeehaw. Oh no, that threw me off. Um, okay. But it was a cowboy's work is never done. That's why I said the year half. <laughs> right, in the rain at 15. No idea. No. You can tell that I was born and raised in America now, can't you? Dramatics. No. Uh, oh, 14, great song. Uh, Baby Blue. Um, well, um, is that the Dylan version? No. Uh, Manfred Man's Earth Band version? No. I think it's a different song you're thinking of. Oh, it's all over now, Baby Blue. No, this is Baby Blue and it was Badfinger. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? You can say you didn't watch Breaking Bad now, probably. No. Okay. Close the film with that song at the end. No. Um, okay, 13. Uh, double A side over there, it seems. Vincent with Castles in the Air. Don McLean. Don McLean, 12. The Family of Man. It's a band. Three words. First one's a number. 
Second one's an animal. And the third one is a time of day. <laughs> and if you say two, two, two cat day, I should be disappointed. I was going to say four cat morning. Um, <laughs> uh, that'll be three, three dog night. Three dog night, yes. Okay. And number 11, O girl. Might know that one. No. Uh, so the shy lights. Oh, I love the shy lights. Yeah, you didn't know that one. Oh, no, girl. I think what was their big hit? Uh, have you seen, seen her face wherever where she goes? It's a beautiful song. It's a good yeah. song. And and also they had homely girl. I think that was what it yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, girl. I think which we probably could gloss over. Paul Young had a version of it. I think we should gloss uh, over that. It comes from yeah. Ten back off Boogaloo. That'll be Ringo. Number nine. Look what you done for me. This is a guy. Look what you done for me. It's a guy, and uh, his surname is a colour, and I believe he's a reverend now. Ah, yes, the Reverend Al Green. Al Green. Eight. Doctor, my eyes. Um, was that um, that was um, Supremes or Dinah Ross or some variation of that kind of thing? Uh, it was. No, it wasn't. Was it not? No, it was Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown. Um, okay. Um, what do we got here? Number seven. I'll take you there. I feel like I know the song. I've got no idea who the artist is. Yeah, I think you probably should know. This is the Staple Singers. No, oh, okay. Maybe. Six. You'll know this one. A horse with no name. Ah, the great America. Been Number five. Yeah, you've got America. Five is Daydreaming. Not Daydreamer, which was David Cassidy. Day a dreaming. No idea. Uh, it was the the Queen of Soul. The self styled Queen of Soul, or just yes. The Queen of Soul. It's Aretha Franklin. Four, Rockin' Robin. That will be Michael Jackson. Correct. Number and top three, we've got Betcha by Golly Wow. Uh, yeah, know the song. Uh, oh, could be any one of a million artists of a similar nature. I've, I can't very remember. Hi, very high pitched voice, tight trousers. Yeah, yeah, I can picture, I can picture <laughs> the song. Just stylistics. 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 Uh, Number two, I gotcha. Nah. No, I wouldn't have got this. Joe Tex. Joe Joe Tex and the Sexalettes. (laughs) I think you said that last time. So I went, no, that will be Disco Tex and the Sexalettes. I don't think it was Joe. Was close? Very close. Was was Joe Tex and Disco Tex related? Were they brothers? Could have been. And their sister was Flotex, and she makes a kind of carpet. So, you know. 
Why not? Why not indeed? indeed. Right, and finally, at the top, and a fine, mighty record it is too, um, the first time ever I saw your face. Yeah, that is Roberta Flack. It is Roberta Flack. Great song. Wonderful. It is a wonderful, yeah, it is a wonderful song. So they had Roberta Flack, and we had the pipes and drums of the military band of the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards. <laughs> Frankly, it's not really fair, is it? It's not. <laughs> this is everything that needs to be said on the subject. <laughs> but you did well. You did well. You did well. I don't. Know, I didn't count the American ones, but you got you got quite a few of those as well. But the UK one was it twenty eight and a half? Was it? I said twenty eight and a half. I think out of forty, which was uh, it's pretty decent. Uh, pretty decent tally, I would say. Well, thank you very much. Given that I never buy singles and uh, have no real memory of half of this stuff. You uh, you selected it was a good it was a good plan to do May seventy two yeah well, it was just a random thing yeah yeah I probably know I probably would have got more in seventy two than seventy one actually so yeah good good uh, good call good selection good call yeah, yeah. Awesome. all right yeah and we've made it we made it through uh, the eleventh hour of course we, <laughs> we, we survived we've we survived and uh, we came out of it the other end okay we did. So thank you again. Um, hopefully next week we'll have um, a 20 Desert Island songs from someone. I've got three lined up for the next three weeks, so hopefully they'll come about. Um, and like this week, we can do very little preparation for them. Yes, which is sit and listen and make the odd comment. Indeed, we can make Can we try comment. to avoid anyone who's going to choose 20 Elvis songs? Um, well, if they want 20, I'd be very surprised if someone had that. would be very uh, blinkered. Isn't there a rule? Are they not allowed to have two by the same artist? I haven't given a rule, but perhaps uh, good sense, common sense will take over and they won't put like 20 by the same artist, whether it be Elvis or whether it be, uh, I don't know, whoever. Um, well, I'd, I'd have to have a couple by yes. Right, yes. said Fred or something. Yeah. <laughs> have they had 20 That's- songs? I do hope not. I do maybe hope should, not. Maybe at some point in the summer we should do one on um, bands that you now really, really hate because of various things. That could be that we could work quite good fun. What, because because of a certain song or be, oh because of their uh, Brexity morons or anti-vaxxers or something. Yeah, we could have a, we could have a bit of fun. Couldn't we? Yeah, other opinions are welcome, of course, but wrong. But, yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> they're welcome, but not if you express them. Yeah. Um, right. So that concludes this week's episode fifty-six, and this post, this podcast. I get. I say that every week, don't I? This post, this podcast will be posted to Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Breaker, and it will be on the Off the Record Facebook page. Also, the CBW Productions Facebook page and the cbwproductions.com website. They're all on there, all 56 of them. If you want to go back and look at them and, and comment accordingly, then please do. Um, and, of course, one day we shall be on... The BBC. The BBC, of course. In the meantime, it will be a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Not off. Thank you very much. <laughs>